This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 27, What to Do When Things Don't Go As Planned. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hey friends, how are you doing today? I was just thinking this past weekend about what would be really helpful for me to share about on the podcast. And I was thinking about how uncertain things are sometimes, especially living with a chronic illness, living with kidney disease or a kidney transplant. There's just so many times when things turn out differently than you think that they will. And then it can be really challenging to know what to do during that time. So in your health journey, there's going to be a lot of times when things don't go quite according to plan. Labs might come back and something looks fishy. You could start to feel a new symptom. It could be something big, like you're headed into an organ rejection, or it can be something just really small. For me, even it's funny that I had this idea last week because yesterday and today I woke up and I have just been so exhausted without a really good reason why nothing really has changed for me. And I've just been feeling so tired and it's been a great time for me to be thinking, what can I do when this happens? This used to happen to me all the time. And my energy has actually gotten so much better over the past few years. And I credit a lot of that to the ways that I listen to my body now and I take care of my body and I pay attention to her that I used to ignore. And so for this to come up, I'm like, hmm, there's something going on. Like I need to be paying attention to how I can tune into my body and listen to her a little bit better. So what usually happens or what can happen, the tendency if something feels like it's going wrong is for you to go into panic mode. And this makes sense because your brain is trying to keep you safe. This is what our brains always are trying to do. Your brain wants three things above all else. It wants to keep you safe, to seek pleasure, and to avoid pain. So when something unexpected happens and maybe something a little not only unexpected, but also unwanted happens, it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel pleasurable. And it feels a little bit painful, even if it's, it might be physical pain, could just be emotional pain too. So if things are not going according to plan and you're feeling fearful, it's because your nervous system has escalated and you've gone into the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn mode. So I find this for myself that I'm going into the the fight or flight mode when I start to move really quickly. So that's the flight mode. I start hustling around, trying to do things, trying to research what's going on, what could be happening to my body, or I find myself stuck and I can hardly move around. I get really exhausted and I just want to curl up on the couch and sleep. And that is part of a freeze response. I might also find myself arguing against the reality of what's happening and feeling like this shouldn't be happening to me. That's part of the fight response. And the fawn response is when we go into people pleasing. So even though I 
maybe not feeling my best. I'm trying to people please my way out of feeling bad so that maybe I don't have to feel that way anymore. So I'm going to tell you a little bit, a little story. Six months after my transplant, I started to feel off in my body and I couldn't figure it out. I had the weirdest sensations. I felt like the best way to describe it was that my heart felt like it wanted to fall out of my chest every time I stood up. If I sat down, I was completely fine. So I had kind of reasoned with myself that I was okay because I could just sit, but I could hardly stand and move around easily at all. When I found myself having to sit down to shower and then not being able to keep food down, I knew there was a reason and I had to go in. I had kept calling my transplant team and telling them the symptoms, but they said there was nothing they could do about it and to just go to my primary care doctor. So by the time I went to my primary care doctor, (laughs) I couldn't even sit up on the table. I was just laying on his table in agony and he recommended that I go straight to the ER. And I knew something was up with that had to do something with my transplant. And I knew that I just needed to be consistent and advocating for myself so that I could get the best care. So when I got to the ER, I had done a lot of research, <laughs> which I am prone to do. And I gave them lots of options. I was like, it might be C. diff, it might be CMV. And it came back because I had had the my primary care doctor test me for CMV, it came back when I got into the ER that I had contracted CMV from my donor kidney. So usually CMV is pretty harmless. It's a virus that many people get, but I had not had it previously and my transplanted kidney did. So since my transplant had the this virus, Um, my immune system wasn't able to fight it off well because of the medications that I was on. So my medications had reduced my immune system way too much and I had caught the virus. And on top of that, I caught CMV as soon as my transplant team discontinued my antiviral medication. And a common method is that they take you off the antivirals and then they test you to see if you get CMV. Well, my transplant team had neglected to do this and kept telling me that the problems were not transplant related. And as a result, I became very ill and I ended up in the hospital with IV medications and a nice long hospital stay that included me missing the Valentine's Day concert that my husband had bought tickets for us to go see. So if you look at it, I have the facts of what happened. And then there's the story about what happened. Now, the facts were that I tested positive for CMV. My immune system numbers were abnormally low due to the transplant medication. And I couldn't stand up without feeling faint and I couldn't keep food or liquids down. There is a lot of emotional pain that came up for me from those circumstances. Some of those thoughts that I had about that situation were, I believe that I should not be in the hospital most of the time. I believe that it's better to be healthy than to be sick. I also believe that I like being able to eat and drink how I normally do. And I think it's uncomfortable to be that sick. Now, all of these beliefs are part of what I call the clean pain of the situation. I don't really want to change how I think about those things. I want to believe that it's better to be healthy than to be sick. I could question that. I could change it if I wanted to, but... I feel really confident that I like being I like being healthy and feeling healthy more than I like feeling sick. 
And when I believe that I, it's better to be healthy than to be sick, it's a, that is a belief. It's a thought that I've thought over and over again. When I think that, I feel let down when I am sick. I feel sad when I'm sick. I feel disappointed when I'm sick in the hospital. And I want to feel that way. What happens is sometimes you mix in dirty pain with the clean pain. The clean pain is the true grieving of the situation. It's that sadness. It's that disappointment. It's that feeling let down. The dirty pain is layering blame and shame on top of the clean pain. So when I start to think the doctor should have checked this and I can't believe how I was right and they were wrong, I could have gotten so sick and it would be all their fault. It's the doctor's fault for taking me off the medication and not checking. And then it's any other judgments I have about the situation and what's wrong with me, the doctor, or what happened. Now I'm into blaming territory and it doesn't feel good. That's the dirty pain. Especially because if I think that people or events outside of me are to blame for my experience, then I have to wait for them to change for me to start to feel better emotionally and physically sometimes too. It also could be that I go into self-blame and I start to feel like there's something wrong with me for feeling this way. When I do that, I'm giving away all my power. When I have dirty pain, it causes me unnecessary pain that I don't have to experience. It's optional. The clean pain is necessary for me to keep fostering a good relationship with myself. Think about it. If you had a friend that was going through something hard, like a divorce, and they opened up and talked to you about it, and you just said something like, oh, this is not that big of a deal. If your, if your friend was really struggling, that's not going to be very helpful. And in fact, it could be quite hurtful as well. And that's the same thing with you. Going through this CMV hospitalization was really hard for me. You've had things that have been really hard for you that you've had to grieve through. Now, I had to decide to be there for me and not invalidate my own experience by some Pollyanna thinking of, oh, it's not too bad. It could be worse. No, this was hard for me. And there was some grief attached to it. And part of the grieving was was understanding that I now had a transplant. There were things that I was going to have to deal with that other people weren't. Even now, like it does bring a little bit of sadness because this is not how I envisioned my life. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if I tell myself that I shouldn't be feeling this way, it's not fostering a good relationship with me. So I want to experience some grieving. I want to feel sad when I'm in the hospital again. I want to feel disappointed that I didn't get to go to a concert and I spent Valentine's Day in the hospital away from my husband and kids. But blaming the doctors doesn't make me feel better. Blaming myself for getting so sick doesn't make me feel better. It just adds to the emotional pain and makes me feel out of balance. By understanding and processing the grief that I went through, it allowed me to take responsibility of my care and decide what was best to do for my own interest. And part of that, once I was out of the woods and discharged and feeling better, was to fire my nephrologist for her oversight and checking my labs. I decided to stand up for myself and my care and transfer to another doctor who I believed was more attentive to my case. Yeah, it was a little bit awkward walking through the hallways, seeing my fire doctor around the office when I sometimes had checkups, but 
I knew I wasn't doing it because I blamed her. I was doing it because I loved me and I wanted the best care possible for myself and my kidney. Blaming her didn't allow me to step into that role of loving me. Loving myself throughout the whole of the challenging times, that's what did. So often when people don't like how things are going in their lives, how they're being treated or the results they're getting, you think you need to set boundaries. And while I'm all for creating space for yourself to take care of yourself in the best ways possible, I like to think about boundaries a little differently than most, I think. When you think about a boundary, it's a way of separating yourself from other objects and other people. You can literally draw a line to represent what is you and what is not you. Now, growing up as a recovering people pleaser, I had very few boundaries. If someone else was slightly uncomfortable, I felt like it was my job and my responsibility to solve for that problem. I wasn't letting them take responsibility for themselves And I was trying to step into a role that I couldn't even do anyway. You cannot make decisions for other people. They always have a choice themselves of what they want to do. Try to think about my little kids. I can make decisions, but they can always say no. They always will make the decision for themselves at the end of the day. I can't control them. So now how I think about boundaries is that I decide what I value. Now, I value taking care of my body and my mind. I value my family and the time that we spend together. I value honesty and integrity. These are just a few examples. And when I encounter something that is contrary to the values that I have, I don't ask the people to change. I communicate with them if it's safe to do so. And I tell them what I will do if that value violation happens again. So for instance, I like to take self-care classes. I like to do them uninterrupted and to be able to focus on them. And I do them over Zoom. They're like half an hour. I also have a five-year-old who likes to be very loud sometimes. So a lot of times I can take the classes online at my desk, but if he's being too loud and I've asked him to be quiet and he's not, I decide to leave and go into my room, close the door. And most of the time there's another adult or older child around to help him if he needs help while I take those classes. But instead of seeing my actions as selfish, which I would have in the past, I now see that my time taking care of my emotional self is important to me. And then it helps me to show up as a better mom to my four kids. And I haven't tried to change him. I've asked, I've requested, but if he's not going to change, then I decide what I will do. So another example is with my doctor in the scenario I was talking about, I have certain values that I expect in a doctor. And this has come from many years of dealing with the medical field. Now, my expectations are that a doctor will listen to me. They will allow me to ask questions and will answer my questions respectfully and will be available to talk when I need to. I'm usually quite stable, so I don't need to talk to the doctor very often. But when I do, I want to know that they are available. If my doctor doesn't meet these expectations, then my boundary that I know for myself is that I will find a new doctor that does. I will not make it mean anything bad about me or the doctor. I will simply find one that meets my values and criteria. I don't need the doctor to change. 
but I also don't have to stay with the doctor if I feel that my care is being compromised. And believe me, that nephrologist is not the first doctor that I've had to fire. And because of this, I think I've had great experiences with doctors too. I teach them how I want to be treated by how I show up for myself and for them. And I found doctors who really understand why they came into the physician field and are giving excellent care. So if someone is doing something you don't like or you don't agree with, it's fine to make requests, but they don't have to change in order for you to feel better. Your emotions come from what you're thinking. They can't make you feel a certain way. So you get to choose how you will view any situation. There's the unintentional old programming that's going to tell you what you used to make things mean, but you can always rewrite that programming. I like to think about it as a, like a computer programming system. You can just put a new program in and run a new program. So when you want to set a boundary, you can communicate with that person. You can talk about what action is not in alignment with your values and then let them know that if that happens, that you will simply leave. You won't be a part of that. They don't have to change for you. This allows you to have all the power and not be giving your power over to someone else. So I want to know, when's the last time something was off in your medical care? When was the last time you went through something unexpected? What was the clean pain of grieving for you? And what was the dirty pain? What was the part that kept you from feeling the true grieving that you were going through. When I felt like it was the doctor's fault, it kept me from grieving that my healing wasn't done after having my transplant. There were still lots of things I'd have to keep a lookout for if I wanted to remain healthy. And what values do you have? How do you show up when something happens that violates your values? Do you realize that you have the power of how you show up no matter what's going on? Because once you realize this one small truth, It changes everything. It allows you to step into who you always knew you were and who you want to be today and in the future. And no one has to change for that to happen. You just have to recognize how incredible you already are. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.